Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! How is everybody doing out there? I hope you are all well and all of your gears are slipping into place for 2023. It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly podcast of true stories told by the people who... Ow! My cat just bit me! (laughs) That's a true story, too. Hi, I'm Adam Beebe. I'm one of your hosts, and with me, as always, is Mr. Barry Johnston, the smiling sensei. Hello, Barry. The always entertaining, always off-the-cuff Professor Beebe. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. That my cat insisted that she uh, sat, sit on my lap uh, before we started here, and then she just leaned over and uh, bit my arm as I was chatting there. Um, so I guess you know, and it was a love bite, but uh, it was a surprise nonetheless. <laughs> that's great. God love our animals. That's yes, for sure. Man. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, New Year, uh, trying to. As, as I'm not a, I'm not really like a uh, a guy that that has you know the uh, you know the New Year uh, what do you call resolution it? the resolution yeah I'm not yes. a re- resolution guy because that I, I found that early on in my age that it just kind of didn't work for me because mm-hmm. you know but I do kind of I take that time to kind of reassess where i'm going what we're doing and um so that's been on my mind for the last couple of weeks and and things are going well and last year we we talked about before it was it was a tough year and Mm -hmm. so it it can't get much worse for me personally uh just a just a rough one so uh things are looking pretty good uh considering so i'm not i'm knocking on wood right now hoping that we carry the positive vibes yeah man and uh you know we got lots of great stuff on the podcast coming up and that makes me feel really good yeah dude well hey uh i've been spending a lot of my time so far this new year completing binging binges that i started that i didn't finish before sweet and so i uh finished uh what the walking dead uh i've been waiting for the last really season to come up on netflix and so i've can i ask you yeah, how was how was it i liked it okay um it's really strange because basically the last season there's no michonne there's no rick um, but you still got Daryl. I didn't. I wouldn't have thought Daryl and uh, Carol could have carried the show, but right. they did. Wow! And Maggie, of course. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, and the cast members who are there, who are you know, the 
survived <laughs> up until then. Yep. Um, it's definitely it's it's definitely different because of the whole situation with them. Uh, I don't know how far along you're in, and I don't really want to do a spoiler for you, sir. But uh, I I bowed out about I think season five or six. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's when I first stopped. Yeah. Um, but then like um. You know, like, uh, well, did you ever get to Negan? Um, then, you probably, you probably just got to them finishing off with the governor. I would imagine. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I highly recommend if you enjoyed it, go back and watch it from the beginning. Man, okay. And okay. Catch up where you were because. Okay. I mean, there's they come across like more challenges where you think that. Um, well, you thought the governor was bad, man. You, you, you haven't gotten anywhere yet. Yeah, because that was like that uh, was the prison, right? That they stumbled yeah, upon. Yeah, they were yeah, the prison, yeah, yeah. That was the last bit of it, man. That uh, yeah. You know, it was what it became to me was like the Lost series, and it, and I had such disdain for Lost because. Uh-huh. Because my wife loved it so much, and I was like, I could tell that the the writers were were just like phoning it in, right? Like they they had a good premise for yeah. it, and then it got to the point to where it outran what they had envisioned, yeah. And you yeah. could tell that they were just scrambling to figure out how they're going to make this thing end, mm-hmm. and I felt that way with with law uh, with um, uh, uh, Walking Dead. But um, but maybe I didn't give it time. I, I should have given a chance. Yeah, I think you definitely. It's definitely worth finishing out okay. Um, as, okay. as a whole. It's it's it, and if you enjoy it, rounding out, it's cool because there's a whole bunch of like new spinoffs and stuff coming up out of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, do you, do you get rewarded in any way? Oh yeah, I think so. I okay, think so. all right. But you also get like a little bit. You get a bit of a, a kind of a cliffhanger kind of thing too. But you know that there's going to be more. We know that there's cool. going to be some more Rick Grimes stuff. We know that okay. there's going to be some more Michonne. Okay, and uh, and uh, pretty much uh, the majority of the cast. But you see some some of the characters really, really, really develop and. Uh, are amazing. Oh gosh, you've missed. You haven't. Yeah, there's so many really cool characters that you haven't uh, yeah. gotten into. Yeah, yet, for so sure. you should definitely check it out. I also finished um, the first season of Sweet Tooth, uh, which is also based off of a comic book. It was on Netflix. Okay, and it's kind of a uh, post-apocalyptic thing, and the uh, this the breakdown of society happens because there's a, a, a illness. Going around the sick, they call it. Okay, and, very uh, good. It's but that's also marked by the birth of these uh, hybrid children. Okay, uh, nice. Who are like part animal and part human. Very cool. And Sweet Tooth is one of the main characters, Gus, and uh, it's it's very cool, man. It's got kind of uh, um, a that. Uh, like lone wolf and cub vibe where you know you got a little kid and you got the the badass uh protector yeah. going along and, and through the world and uh, they just they're going the second season of that should be out fairly soon sweet um and then i also did uh wednesday based off of uh wednesday apps. oh yeah yeah apps. my my wife uh watched that she said it was good 
Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I, I honestly did. I did that one in two nights. Okay, so okay, wow. Because like, you know, again, short series, like eight episodes. Sweet Tooth was the same thing. It was a short series, but uh, really, really enjoyable. And um, the girl who stars as Wednesday, the young woman, she just looks. She's very young looking, but she's a, she's you know, um, Jenna Ortega. Man, she did. She killed it as Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, and she was, you know, she used to be a Disney girl, and okay. she's doing this. But I mean, there's, you know, I mean, there's nothing really vulgar about it. There's some gruesomeness to it, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. it's in language. It's, a, it's an adult program, but uh, really, really good. Tim Burton's heavy-handed into it, you know. Cause oh he's yeah, a producer, nice. And he had a lot to do Very with it. Very cool. And it's a mystery, so like. Um, you know, it's kind of it's kind of in that uh, Harry Potter vibe for sure because it's all these you know uh, kooky, creepy kids at a uh, private school. But uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a mystery, and a friend of mine had who told me I needed to watch it. Uh, I kept texting her, and like I've <laughs> like halfway like halfway through the second episode, I very proudly was like. <sighs> Uh, I know who X is, and and you know, and I know what this what this is all going to be. And uh, then a couple episodes later, I'm like, okay, wait, I think maybe I was wrong about that, and it was, and it's this. And I kept throwing out, uh, you know, as each episode passed, I would throw out a new <laughs> idea to That's see, funny. you know, who the bad guy was and yeah. who all the mystery and all this stuff. And I was like, I know you're laughing at me, but I think I got it this time. <laughs> you know, kind of, I am, uh, I'm definitely not a, uh, a crack ace detective or anything like that. So that's, what's uh, fun though. You know, yeah, you get, you, yeah. get, you get into something and it gets the wheels turning. And, uh, I know that my wife and I, we watch some stuff together and it's, that's, that's the fun part of it. When you find yeah. something that, it really gets you your you know really gets you going really gets your mm-hmm. your gear mm-hmm. sort of oiled up and uh it's fun man it's really yeah. fun and we live thank god we live in an age where there's a lot of great stuff man oh you, dude you know being made yeah it's amazing we definitely for entertainment we're you know if you ever if you're ever to the point to where you're you can't find something to watch then you need to just walk away from yeah, yeah. the TV, right. you know, yeah. pick up a book and walk away, you know, because yep. there's so much out there, even after uh, a majority of people spending, you know, close to two years at home or whatever, we're not being able to go out for really yeah. just binging that way. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so much good stuff out there and anything you want, you can pretty much find one way or another on either streaming or, you know, on a DVD or YouTube has a lot of stuff that aren't, isn't anywhere else, you know? Um, and you know, I love going back and watching, um, you know, like really like, uh, you know, sitcoms from like the eighties and nineties and even the seventies in some cases, you know, like, you know, a boy meets world. Or, uh, you know, whatever. And of course, yep. I all my British stuff. So yeah, so you know, lots of stuff to uh, watch. But you know what? Hey, also you can you can not watch TV and you can listen to podcasts because there's so many different podcasts True. that are available out there. Um, I think we're one like of them, one. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this one. Yeah, yeah. And some of them are maybe dare I say better. 
um, well, different. They're different. Different. Yeah. Different. I like to think we, different. I like to think that we got our own spin on the way that we do things. And today is no exception because we have with us today our friend Melinda, yes. who is really... We've wanted to get folks on the podcast that are from the nursing profession. She happens to fit that bill plus. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. Um, Yeah, Melinda's got a lot of really incredible stories. And uh, the nursing part is just a small, small aspect of it. But uh, some great, amazing stories. And uh, she's she's lived a very interesting life, uh, and so uh, well. Let's just I'll stop talking, Adam, and just let Melinda tell her own her own story. I mean, it's her own words. She's the one who lived it. It's voice of the listener there. Jeff Hubbard should be saying that. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Melinda, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? Thank you for having me. All right. So 10 years ago, well, a little bit before 10 years ago, I was a new nurse. Okay. And things started happening in my world. So first of all, at that time we had two children. They were very, I guess you would say psychic. Mm, Uh, My oldest one, he would always see shadows and he would, he would tell me like when he was two years old, mommy. Um, and we're, we're not religious. Um, I went to heaven last night and Jesus keeps taking me to heaven and he reads the kids stories and he would tell me of these, he would say that God was an energy, that it wasn't anything Mm. and that right next to him was this creature with, um, I don't remember exactly how many, cause this was like 20 some years ago, uh, a lot of eyes and a lot of like wings. Oh, wow. He would always tell me all these stories. And in all of his pictures, there was always orbs. So then we had the four years later, we had another child. And he, when he got older, he would feel things. And he'd be like, Mommy, why does my teacher have so-and-so blood pressure, heart issues going on? And I'm like, what What the hell is going on with these kids? So we caught, me and my husband kind of like, we never said like you. Um, like you're crazy or, you know, we never shunned them, but we started learning things. Mm-hmm. When I became a nurse, I started to receive feathers everywhere, like in our house, um, on the doors, like everywhere. Like you, it's just places that feathers aren't supposed to be and wow. multiple feathers. So this is when we really started like getting into learning, like what is actually going on. Mm. And um, so after all, like learning things, and there's a, there was a lot of things that happened during this time period. Um, scary things too, you know. Like, of course, it's like it was like angel stuff, and then it was like a lot of dark stuff. Mm. But I started to receive like intuitive messages, and it would be like miraculous healings in my patients when I was a nurse. I saw a lot of different things, and so one day I told my husband, "I think we're supposed to go back to California." And he was like, well, how do you know that? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I think it's God. I don't, I really didn't know. We were never really religious. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And um, so he was like, all right, F it. Maybe it just means that we need to let go of everything. Because we had a house, we had our careers. He was like, we're not supposed to be attached to anything. So we'll just get rid of everything and just F it and go. Wow. 
Yeah, so that's pretty ballsy. That's very I mean. ballsy. Very, <laughs> very ballsy. I probably would never do it again because I, I, we talked about it, and I'm like, oh, I, I feel a little scared. Um, so our kids were on board. They were 13 and um, eight or nine. I think nine. So we had only a little bit of money. We rented out our house. We we got rid of all of our furniture. We rented out an apartment in the valley of Los Angeles. We didn't have jobs. And we were just like, F it, let's just do this, you know? And so we did it. We let we took off. We had two cars and whatever could fit in our cars. Like I think the biggest thing was like a TV and a computer and then our clothes. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's tough to so, that's tough to do with kids too. Yeah, it was just we didn't we didn't know what we were getting ourselves yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we take off and, you know, I don't know, like the, the drive from Texas to California. I don't know what that one, what is it? Like ten. a 10 or 5? Yeah, 10. Yep. Yeah. So we take off and it takes forever to get out of Texas. So yeah. my older son was like, um, and at this time we didn't have cell phones. We we got like prepaid cell phones from Walmart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what part of Texas so, were you in? We were in San Antonio. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. That's a long drive. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was so long. So he was like, I want to eat. We stopped at a rest stop. I can't, I don't remember the name of it. We stopped at some rest stop in the middle of nowhere and we're eating our food. We we're like, Oh, this is so fun. You know, like this is an adventure and we whatever, do our thing. We get back in the car and then my husband's car wouldn't start. Oh, and so we were like, oh, fuck. Like, what do we do? Yeah. yeah. So I call my parents. So they're calling, like, tow trucks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It was the devil. I was, we weren't supposed to leave everything. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. What did I do? And um, the tow truck couldn't come because my husband had a car that was really low. And he had to have a special tow bed. So we, we were basically out in this uh, rest stop just praying and so I was praying and that was at the time I was really into like Mother Mary and Archangels I didn't really know if they were real you know it was just I was receiving all these feathers and so I was just learning things and we were just praying and praying and I think we were there for about four hours and these two men came and they only spoke Spanish so luckily my husband spoke a little bit of Spanish and so they said they would help us. And so they were looking at the car. My husband, thank God, too, can understand things about cars. And they figured out that the steering pump broke or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So one man said, I'll stay with your family, but you have to go with the other guy to town that was like an hour away. And so we were just like, F it. Like, if we're murdered, whatever, there's nothing else to do. So, you know, we had no choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your only opportunity to yeah, do well, anything. Look, if you've been stranded for four hours out in the middle of nowhere, you know, you might as well say, you know, fuck yes. it. If, if we're going down. Yeah. So luckily, luckily, they were actually good guys. So my husband came back. I don't remember. It took, you know, took a while for them to go come back, but they didn't have the part. They had to order it. So we only had, I believe it was like $600 for this move. Okay, wow. This wow. Yeah. Vacation. 
whatever yeah. it was. Oh yeah. man, that's adventure. This <laughs> <Yeah>. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we ended up putting all of our stuff in one car. We had to drive back to the town. We had to rent, rent a hotel. We spent the night. The next day we got the part and met the men back there at eight in the morning. Wow. And they met us there and they put, they, These they fixed solid it. dudes, man. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and so they, they fixed the car. We had to drive back to town because we had to, you know, you have to give the part back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No. You get you get credit for it. You get money for the piece. Yeah. Yeah. So my car's parked here. My husband's parked right next to us. I'm in the car with the 13-year-old. My husband has the 9-year-old. And so my husband had the hood up, and he's, like, doing something in the car. And I'm praying. I have, like, these rosary beads that I got from my old hospital that was, like, from France that had holy water, all this stuff. Mm. So I'm, like— I'm calling on Archang- the Archangels. I'm like, Archangel Michael, help my husband fix the car. Archangel Raphael, like, you need to help get us there. Like, I'm literally stressing the F out. Like, I'm freaking out. And so I don't, I wasn't praying out loud, but my 13 year old son was like, Mom, Mom, like yelling at me. And I was just like, What? Like, I'm praying. Excuse me. Like, don't be so rude. And he was like, Mom, I need to talk to you. And I said, What? He said, there's a huge angel under daddy's car. And so that's the first time, like, he's seen something, like, with his eyes wide, like, there. Wow. Right wide open. And so I was like, well, what do you mean? Because that's exactly what I just prayed for. Tell me, what does it look like? And he said, it's a huge blue angel, and he has a hammer and a sword, like, in, you know, in either hand. And I was like, okay. And I was like, okay, Archangel Michael. Like, that's Archangel Michael helping my husband with the car. So I said, well, what's he doing? And he said, I think he's helping Daddy fix the car. Wow. And so I was like, holy. I'm like, I'm – so not only am I having a panic attack, now I'm really having a panic attack because I'm like – holy crap, maybe this, wait, this stuff is actually real. Like this is actually really <laughs> happening, you know? And so, um, I said, well, what else do you see? Cause I, I had also prayed for Raphael to come help us. And he said, actually, I see an army of angels coming. And I was like, where he's, and he pointed in the sky. He's like from over there. And I said, okay, well, what do they look like? And he said, there's a bunch of them. They're all silver except for the one in the front. And I said, well, what does the one in the front look like? He said, he's green. And that was my color for Raphael, too. Oh, wow. wow. And so wow. I said, holy crap. So I was like, okay, what are they going to do? Like, what's what, what are they doing? And he said, I think they're taking us to California. And so everything I prayed for, he saw. Wow. Wow. And so That's I was like, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. Yeah. And so... <laughs> So I told him what I just prayed for. So then me and him are both just freaking out. We didn't we didn't even tell my husband anything. We're like we my husband was like on a mission, you know, he was like, mm-hmm. fix his car. So we get in our cars, we take off um on the five, whatever it is. And me and my son were like, we're screaming, like we're literally screaming the whole way, like, oh my god, a county is happening, like what is happening? Holy crap, blah blah blah. So anyways, we keep driving. He falls asleep and he wakes up. I think we were in New Mexico at this time, by this time. And he wakes up and he was like, mom, I think I actually had a dream. And I think the angels were talking to me. And I was like, okay, well, like, what did they say? And he said, something's wrong with daddy's car. 
he has to pull over. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, get the flip phone out, call daddy. Like, <laughs> so we call him over like, Hey, you got to pull over, like, be careful. We didn't, cause he didn't know what was going on. Right. Like, pull over. So we pull, he pulled over and we pull over to the side of the road. And then he's like, I can't turn my car. He was only cause you know, the five is just straight away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's only able to drive straight. He's like, I can't turn my car. So I call my parents. I'm like, Oh my God, the car broke down again. What do we do? And so they're like, it was a Sunday. I remember that they're like, oh, you have boy. to find a pet boys. We have $300 on the pet boys card. You can use that. <laughs> <laughs> so we found a pet boys like, 10 minutes before they closed wow. and they said, we'll get you in first thing in the morning, like leave the car here. So we found another, um, so we found a hotel, whatever. And it was like, that was another story. Like, <laughs> that hotel was rough. Okay. So we get back there the next day, we spend the night, go back and we get our bill. So basically I don't know. It was something around. If you put in a steering pump, you have to do it a specific way with like, mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is. Yep. So because they just did whatever they did on the side of the road, it it didn't work very long. Right. So um, we got there. Our bill was two ninety nine. Oh my wow. gosh! Just enough. Just enough. Just enough. So we we're just like, oh my gosh! We we're just like this. So by this point, it was like this shit is real. Like this is all we could think of. My husband knew at this time. We were like, oh my god, this is real. Like this is actually real. This is actually happening. You know, it was like, and it also, it was really, it was amazing, but it was also nice for my kids because they were like, this, this was real. Like what they were also experiencing all right, their right. was real and yeah. it wasn't ever made up and they're not crazy. We yeah. may be a little crazy, but you know, not crazy. Right. So, so we take off, we go to Arizona we go to my husband's family's house. We spend the night, we have a good time. We're all like excited, like, wow, we can't believe what just happened. And the next day we take off again and we stop at the gas station because the car did its thing again. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And so my son was like, okay, Archangel Michael is now talking to me. And I was like, what is he saying? He said, he said, he's saying cut and pull, cut and pull. So my husband was like, all right, let me just look in this thing. And apparently when they put the pump in with, with the, the black tubings, mm-hmm. it was a, the tubing was too long. So it was kinked off. Oh, I see. So my wow. husband cut around mm, wow. and just pulled it. Damn. And we freaking made it. Wow. We made it. Yeah. Jeez. It's Damn. like. It's almost like you know, forty years in the in the desert. You know, it's like all these things, all these things come up and and hit you, and then like, you know, you you pray and then bam, it happens, or you know what to do to fix it. You, regardless of all the obstacles, you were able to get there. That's just wow. It was wild. Damn. It's like, I wanted but, to say it's like prophetic. I wanted to say about so when your son was talking about when he would Jesus would read him stories and what he described seeing the thing with all the eyes yeah. and wings. Um, so in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's all different kinds of angels, and one of them is described. I mean, a lot of them are described in very strange, weird ways. They're not all you know like. What we 
contemporary think of angels, you know, mm-hmm. with a gown and wings and, you know, long blonde hair and a sword or whatever. That's all, <laughs> you know, that's all from medieval art and on, you know. <laughs> but, like, there's some really weird-ass looking things. Like, there's things that have, like, like six heads of different animals and ones that are just covered. I mean, they're all of them. They're just bodies covered with all these different eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really... I mean that's really obscure you know ar- you know arcane type information to know that a little kid's not going to know. Yeah. You know a little kid's not going to know about this an angel that is made up of all eyes and wings and you know they're saying they're there I mean there there's so many strange descriptions of angels in the Old Testament and and the old you know and especially in the old versions of the um it, those are worth looking into just to see how uh, they're described because some of them are truly bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so you yeah. you and you said that you weren't necessarily religious, but um, not at all. It's interesting that you you that's what you fell back on. So did you have? Did, were you raised? I mean, in the church? I mean, were you? No, really, not at all. Not at all. Wow. Honestly, my mom said that. She, every time she would take me to church, I would scream. So they so they'd call me a demon. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I was literally like traumatized. Like I would freak out going to church because of the story they would tell me. Like they stressed, they, they traumatized me with that story. Well, I, you know, it's, yeah, it's, um, I always say this cause I was born and raised in the church. So was Adam. Um, you're forced as a young kid to deal with very serious topics and sometimes those things, oftentimes, you can be oblivious to it as a kid because you don't really know what they're talking about. But if you pay attention enough, and if it's forced to you in a way, um, it it can be it can be traumatizing. It, it certainly mm-hmm. can. <clears throat> and it's not a uh, well. See, when we grew up, it was almost like we're going to scare you into believing because yeah. that what other choice is there? You're either going to hell or you're not. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. the life mission is to save people from from the eternal flames, and it, and it's like all these dire sort of like ideas. And um, I remember as a young kid thinking about death and where would I if I were to die tonight? You know, would I go to heaven and and I don't know if that's necessarily something that kids need to be thinking, um, but it's it certainly left impressions on me, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I get where you're coming from. I think it's interesting because in my own life, when I've had really difficult times, I start praying. And why is that? It's because it's, it's in my DNA, mm-hmm. and... It's a fabric of who I am, and at the core of it, I can I can say that I denounce the idea of, of organized religion, but like I do believe in a spiritual path, and and yeah. and these 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 past people or that were in your lives, do they have influence in the afterlife? I tend to think that they do. Um, so you kind of go back to your basic humanity i guess and your mm-hmm. ideas of religion or spirituality in these dire circumstances and that's what i see in your story it's like we have a mission to do and we keep hitting these 
roadblocks, but yet every roadblock we hit, there's divine intervention Mm -hmm. and it's just, it's beautiful and it's interesting, man. It's one of those things about this world that we can't really, you know, we don't know a whole lot about and that's why we like having these stories like this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) You know, there's more to it. Okay, great. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. So we get, we get to LA, you know, we do our thing. And obviously we had, it was rough. Like I remember we had like $2 to our name. I mean, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a nurse. So I did have, find some like registry jobs. We worked here and there. My husband's still trying to find a job. Anyways, then we were hit with a lot of like negative entities. And so again, my children were like, like they were like my spiritual teachers you know, and it was really the older one. And he would be like, mom, Archangel Michael. And it was always Archangel Michael helping him. He was like, you are being bombarded. Like, are you bringing stuff home from the hospital and you're blah, blah, blah. Like he, and they would, he would start to do these things of clearing me. And he would say, um, what would he say? Um, like it was, it's something I'm, I'm assuming from like the Bible. That's why I'm like, how do you know how to say this? Cause he would pray over me. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't remember the, what the wording was. And so he was like, I don't know. Archangel Michael is just telling me to do it. And so he would do these prayers and the little one, would, they would clean the house and sage and do all these things. And I would feel these energetic shifts off of me, like things were coming off of me. So that's kind of like the story of like, okay, there's more, like there's more. And he kept saying like, Michael wants you to, you you have to start owning your gifts. You have to start blah, blah, blah. Like you need to um, embrace who you are. And so I'd always like, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, you know? Yeah. And so a couple years later, I actually started to receive messages from myself. And um, they were like, you're having another baby. And he's, he's uh, obviously every child's from God or whatever, but he was like, they were like, this is a special child. And so I was like, no, no, thank you. And I ended up getting pregnant with an IUD in. So, Mm. and we were done. Our kids were like, what, 15 and something at this time. Like, you know, it was a couple years later. And so I got pregnant. My pregnancy, I have I have really hard pregnancies, but this one was actually good until I had my son three months early. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he was, I was 27 weeks pregnant Gee, and I had him. So I was in the hospital and then I, so that was the thing is I would always see Jesus. So I'm telling you, like, I was never raised in the church, was not religious. My mom is, she has Apache Dave American. She's very psychic. So I'm, this is kind of where I started getting these things. Mm. So Jesus came to me and was like, you need to start praying over the baby, all of you. He's coming right now. And so he came like five, 10 minutes later. And it was very traumatic. Again, even though I was having, I had these interventions, I was still human. I'm still human. I was still Mm -hmm. going through these traumas and it was overwhelming. And so we had the baby and they're all screaming because he was, they had prepared us for him to possibly die, maybe be on a ventilator, you know, all that stuff. But he actually came out screaming, which was like, they were like, how's this possible? Because he was naughty. I wasn't even seven months pregnant yet. And so um, they took everyone out of the room 
it was just me in this hospital room. It was white. And I saw for the first time with my eyes an angel, not wow. on drugs, nothing. Wow. And it was, it, it was literally like, it was like from the wall to the wall, like gigantic, um, kind of like it was a golden thing, but it looked like a firework. Like, wow. it was a quick angel, possibly with wings, and then just dissipated. Wow. And then I went into shock and PTSD and postpartum, like everything, just because wow. having to deal with the baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I was like, that point I was like, I hate you, God. Like, how could you do this to me? Why would I, why would we come to California? Why did you get me pregnant? I don't, you know, I didn't understand any of it. Mm -hmm. So then that was a whole thing. So the baby was in the hospital for three months and I would see a spirit baby holding him. Wow. And I'm like, I'm crazy. Like, I've literally lost my mind. You know, it was just like that at that point with everything I went through, I couldn't take it. And I was like, I'm crazy. You know, I went to the doctors. I was getting put on medication. And um, so I kept seeing this little girl. She would hold my son. And she would always say, like, he has a really great mission. I'm going to help him. I'm going to come in five years. So anyways, I had to do a lot of my own healing, like mm -hmm. deep, deep healing. I had therapists for like a year, all that stuff. And um, a couple years later, I had an episode where my heart went crazy. So um, after all of this, you know, the my son healed. Everything that was that he had completely healed. He was wow. like, he called the miracle baby. Um, he's eight years old now. So, uh, yeah, at the time, uh, it was like maybe four and a half years later, I had a heart issue. So I started healing that and I started, um, I did like this coaching program, which I've never heard of coaching online. And I started getting into the possibility of me teaching other people to be psychic or to tap into their gifts and okay. all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, is this really, I, it was, it's very scary. It was scary to talk about it, to yeah. come out and to share my story. So about four and a half, my son was four and a half years old. I started healing my body. I started embracing who I was and I got pregnant again. And I was like, what the hell? Like I'm finally coming back to myself healing and I got pregnant again. This is my, our fourth child and I had the heart issue. And so I was like, I was really upset and I was telling my husband, like, what do we do? I, I don't think I can have the baby. And then he reminded me, he said, it's her. She said, she's coming in five years. Yeah. yeah. She said, my son's name's Quentin, like Quint, like five. Mm. And she, and her name, she said her name was Penny. And my husband was like, I keep getting nickels and pennies on the floor. And I was like, it can't <laughs> be her. <laughs> I was like, it can't be her. Like, I was crazy at that time. And he was like, you were never crazy, Melinda. Like, that's what you have to realize. Wow. And so I was like, I can't do this. And so it, we, it was just kind of back and forth, back and forth. So one day I woke up and my son, he was like four and a half years old and nobody knew I was pregnant yet. And he said, mommy. And I said, what? He said, my sweetheart is here. Don't worry. You're going to be okay. And I was like, oh my God. So 
I was still, I was like, oh my gosh, I told my husband, I'm like, okay, we're going to keep the baby. But still there was a part of me that was like, this can't be real. Yeah. And, um, I remember like, I think I was four or five months where they did like a full on panel. Cause I'm old, old now, you know, to see what's wrong with the baby and the, and the sex. And it was a girl. Wow. And we were just like, holy crap. So I ended up having my first full-term baby. I was 39 years old. Wow. At five years later, exactly like the spirit girl said. Wow. And her name is P- Penny. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man. That is wild. Wild. And, and... I mean, kudos to you for paying attention. I mean, you know, catching the signs. Yeah. I mean, having having a baby at 39 is a miracle in itself. (laughs) I mean, really. I mean, because it's a lot of things can go wrong. And that's amazing. That I mean, congratulations, obviously. And uh, that's, man, that's amazing. That's how. So how old is she now? She's three. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So they're eight and three. And then our, our, the other kids that from the first story, they're 20. They're going to be 23 and 18, I believe. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, wow. Man. Oh, I don't even know. It's like, <laughs> that's a wild. So, so you consider yourself to be psychic, obviously. I mean, is that kind of where you're leaning? Yeah. And you help people. I mean, you, you, is that kind of your mission you feel like? Yeah. I mean, I'm a nurse, so I think I'm number one. I'm, I'm a healer. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that was always the, the, like Jesus always came to me was like, you, you have to like, you you need to help, um, help people on their, um, on their journeys. Yeah. Help them like embrace who they are. Because I, I feel like personally, seeing all the people in the hospital and all the illnesses, I would, some of the people, you know, when you're in that situation, they would let me put my hands on them. And I would notice that people like would had cancer or heart attacks that, that I couldn't feel energy in certain areas. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And then I would get like these intuitive hits of like, this is, this is the emotion that they're holding on to. So I, in the way that I kind of teach psychic abilities is more of um, reconnecting to your body and mm. listen to your body and yeah. understand what emotions are coming through, what wants to be felt through and to recognize the signs. Wow. You know, they say that confession is good for the soul. Here on the What Your Weird Story podcast, we're asking you, those friends of ours, some of you, others, we may not have heard your stories where you maybe squeaked by the law, or maybe you had a run-in with the man, or maybe you got away scot-free. We've all had some hijinks stories that uh, in the past that were maybe borderline criminal or fully criminal. <laughs> you have anything like that in your past, Bear? Uh, I plead the fifth. We welcome you all to come on to the What Your Weird Story podcast and share your stories. Don't plead the fifth 
any more, come out and share. We will allow you to use an alias, and uh, we can even change your voice if you like. But we know there's some good stories out there, and we'd love to hear them and laugh along with you. Because we've all had stupid youth moments when we were kids. <laughs> I have to ask, because you're a nurse... Um, We've want we've we've had a couple on in the past, but we this is an area that we've really wanted to explore because you have a a front row seat to seeing so many different types of people. Is this about the body cavity stuff? <laughs> I'll stay away from that for now. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's my area. Wait but, a minute, but, wrong. <laughs> but. But, you know, it's a fascinating profession because you get you don't choose who comes in the door. It's everyone and 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 from every social status and from every age group. What are some do you have any stories of like some wild things that you've witnessed in that respect? Like with kind of with the story kind of. Yeah, spirituality kind of stuff or weird, just just odd yeah. oddities. Yes, I have one story that um, always sticks to me. Was um, a man? He was he was actually like a like a pastor, or, you know, something like that. Yeah, and he just had stomach surgery. He was an older man who's so nice. And when he came, he, he was my patient, obviously, when he came back and he lost a lot of blood. So I had to give him blood and he was very anxious. And I kept having that feeling of like, oh my gosh, something, something's going on. Something else is going on. I just, I just felt it. I had that knowing. And so I, I was telling, trying to call the doctors and finally the doctor was like, stop calling me. And he hung up on me. He was like, leave me alone. So I called my manager and I was like, look, I know that this is crazy. I have something's wrong with him. I know it. I feel it. And like, I, if you don't do something about it, I'm just going to leave. Like, I'm not going to be a nurse anymore because I can't. Wow. If I know this, I have, you know, I need, we need help. So she did. She believed me. So she called that doctor and he came back to the floor and he, he ordered the scan that I wanted because I wanted to see if he had blood clots in his lungs. Oh. So he ordered the scan I wanted. He he told me, are you happy now? And he threw the chart across the, you know, whatever. And I was doing like energy healings on the man. I was doing these things because I was, you know, like I was really into energy healings and all that stuff. So I went home and that was actually the first time I saw Jesus with my eyes when I went home. Like I just saw his face. And so I knew I it just kind of reassured me that like I did the right thing of fighting for him, even though mm-hmm. I had to be a little unprofessional about it. Yeah. Um, and so I went back to work the next day and the man had blood clots wow. in his lungs. And so we, I, you know, he was on the medication, the blood thinners that he needed to be. And he told me, he said, thank you so much. And he's like, I just want to say thank you. And thank you for sending her to sit with me all night. Cause I was so anxious. And it was like, well, who's, who sat with you all night? And he was like, oh, the lady in the corner that wears the veil. And I was like, oh, my God, Mother Mary. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, wow. Damn. So that, you know, I guess that would be, that's kind of an intuitive part of, of nursing, I would imagine, is that you don't have any foolproof proof 
you know, nothing in front of you saying that this could be this, you know, this is what's wrong. But I, you have an idea that, you know, blood clot could be the thing. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's an aspect of it that you just don't think about Uh, as a normal person that just is in a, is in a, you know, is in a hospital. You don't think about, you always hope that the doctors, the nurses are like, you know, you have a test, they can see it, they understand it, and then they do what they have to do to make it, you know, go away. Uh, but so much of it is intuition. And mm-hmm. and it's one of the parts of the job that's like, I just think it's so, it, you know, people that are drawn to the nursing profession or, or any in any sort of the healthcare field, it's that's a special thing. And we need more, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, quality people that listen to themselves in this society we've talked about before on the podcast in today's age, you know, not just metaphysically, but physically speaking, we're we're taught not to listen to our bodies. You know, the cravings that we have, we should, we should, we should, you know, exploit, we should, we should overindulge, we should do all these things and we shouldn't listen to our inner self. And like that kind of stuff gets buried and what you're, what I'm getting from, from your stories is like, you, you, you got to develop that part of yourself and, and, and keep that part of yourself alive. Otherwise, in your case, people, people may not have a chance if you don't listen to your inner voice and give it a voice and, um, and follow through. That's, um, I think that's important for people to hear. Honestly, because a lot of times we, we, we push those things down. It's like, oh, it's just I'm just trying to, you know, overanalyze something or I'm not, mm. you know, I'm oh, I'm hearing a voice that's telling me to do something different. But that's just crazy talk. I'm just that doesn't exist. Sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes maybe you should listen to that first intuitive voice, you know. Also, also, I want to say that, I mean, also we in our Western society, we put doctors up on this pedestal, but it's the nurses who are spend the most time with the people. And yeah, they're, they're the ones, hands because on. they're, they spend so much time with so many different people, you learn the, you know, you learn about the behaviors. And so you understand, you pick up more, you know, intuitively, like yeah. you say, about, well, this, you know, this could be a problem that they don't recognize that the doctor's not taking the time to look at recognize because doctors are trying to get through as many patients as they can, uh, you know, and then go out and play golf or whatever. And, you know, man, I'm <laughs> exaggerating on that. But, <laughs> but, you know, but that's, but the thing of it is for sure is that we downplay the amount of, uh, the amount that go that a nurse brings into the healing process that when people are in hospital um and we're i mean we're starting to kind of get a little bit better on recognizing that you know especially since we've had like you know through through the COVID 19 when nurses were the ones that were on the front line you know helping and healing and then and getting sick themselves but still going on and doing you know everything um so you know we just you know we appreciate you being a nurse because that's a whole other thing yeah. that a lot of people can't do they they don't they can't stomach it they can't take the the uh the physical and the emotional trauma yeah. and uh, that that it one would uh, you know deal with throughout so you know we want to applaud you 
uh, for that because you do have that personality. You can see that 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 comes through. You know that you're a very caring person and that you you know you want you, you have that uh, ability. And uh, so yeah, we want to thank you individually, but collectively all the nurses out there who are uh, not recognized enough, uh, but absolutely deserve uh, so much more recognition and and support yeah. uh, from within and you know and, and all of that and from us as the the common uh, trash that we are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, have you had um, you know we've had people on before talk about um, uh, when a when a person passes away? Uh, there's a very uh, a, a very real thing that happens, and 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 we've heard stories about opening a window and and letting the soul out and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, have you heard or have you been involved in any stories like that where where if someone has passed you can it's palpable, you can feel it? Well, I was going to say we don't have windows that are available to open uh-huh. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, I used to work in a hospice for a little bit, but so it was kind of my thing because, you know, I did I did do some shamanic apprenticeship and I've learned with the kids since a lot of shadows would come to them. So we learned how to, you know, kind of usher them. So basically now I'm very sensitive. You know, when I had that patient before, it was like kind of like in, in the prime time of Melinda where Melinda was learning like energy and understanding all this stuff. So, of course, I was always using my gifts. Yeah. Um, now, I'm just like so compassionate, especially since after COVID, it was really hard on me to watch. I can imagine. A lot of people, you know, you felt helpless. Sure. But now like when somebody passes i always like i just always do this thing where i'll go in there well i always pray for my patients first thing in the morning i call in their team i call in their healing angels to support them and then when if they are passing or when they pass i usually do it before they pass because usually we kind of know um for the most part i'll i'll ask because I like to work with Jesus. So I asked Jesus or any of their guides to kind of come down to help, help them and ease their transition. Interesting. Yeah. So why Jesus? He's always just, I've always just saw him. So I don't know if I've, and even when I was little, and I never like went was religious. I remember I taught myself how to play Jesus loves me on the piano. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. He's my man, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I, it, um, there's so much there because, you know, Adam and I, we both, again, you know, we, we grew up in the church. So there's a lot of our history that's wrapped up in in Jesus. And, um, gosh, it's such a uh, – it's a touchy subject with, uh, you know – I think as I get older, I'm getting better at coming to grips with what Jesus represents, you know, yeah. um, in a good way and, mm-hmm. and see, see Jesus for, 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 for what he represents, obviously to people. Um, and again, I mean, when those times when you're feeling stress and you're feeling the struggle of, of life, you know, um, 
you reach out to things, you reach out to entities of various, you know, names and, um, a lot of times, uh, maybe Jesus just encompasses the entire idea of positivity and love, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like the love. I, I feel like that's what resonates for me. Yeah. Yeah. Love and, yeah. and also very, very much healing. Yeah. And, and tolerance. Right. And, you know, all the, all the, you know, Jesus was an amazingly positive being, you know, and, and when he was on earth and through his, what the stories tell of him in the Bible, you know, he was a very positive movement for change and, you know, a positive leader and yeah. positive, you know, being of light. Um, so, you know, that's one thing that's awesome about, you know, about Jesus is how, you know, he is this character of, or I don't mean like, you know, to downplay or I'm not trying to say, but he is a being of love. And that's the bottom line, you know, but unfortunately, like everything, it's, you know, diluted or misused or misconstrued, unfortunately. But, um, you know, but that's the bottom line of, of yeah. what his teachings are and what it is. Uh, and that's and, and really all all the major religions are basically when they get down to it, the most important thing in the universe love and yeah. to love everybody and to uh, get along and uh, if we can just have Jesus if we can just have a little bit right. more of that yeah you know yeah um, yeah yeah it's the people but, that screw yeah. it up you know what I mean yeah. Yeah. because but going it's, back to yeah it's true yeah go ahead going back to what you were talking about earlier about when you reach out in prayer whether you're uh, whatever the circumstances are um, whatever your traditions are, whatever your beliefs are, you know, um, there's an old saying that there's no uh, atheist in foxholes, um, for one. But, like, you know, in times of stress, uh, believing, uh, a hardcore believer or even someone who's not, but just somehow saying a prayer or, you know, talking to the universe out loud, you know, or to, within yourself, which could be considered a prayer very much, it's a... It's a practice that we have almost within us, born within us, that we have, that we address and identify what we, what our, what our troubles are, what we, what we need, what, you know, what we would like to have, you know, and, and some, some kind of salvation or some kind of help or whatever. Um, and, you know, just by doing that, you, again, regardless of in whose name. But just yeah. simply by doing that, I think that's something that all humans have, that we give up the um, burden, as, as it were. We give up a little bit of that burden into the universe so that we're a little bit lighter, so that, you know, we can open up ourselves maybe to some other, maybe to something that happens. Or we can at least take some of the stress off right. of our shoulders momentarily if we're nothing else. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know. I think it's like it's a it's a calling it prayer or whatever you want to call it, but that that practice I think is just an invaluable thing, and you you always need somebody to talk to, you always have that, and you know if if Jesus is your best friend to talk to, or you know if it's uh, if it's you know uh, Kermit the Frog or whoever you know, um, 
I, I don't know if Karma's worshipped as a deity, but, um, but but all I'm saying is that you know it's everybody needs somebody to talk to, and it, or you know if it's like. You know, if I talk to, uh, you know, my, my dead grandfather for some reason, because I know that I could look at him for a solution to this problem for, you know, as an ancestor or somebody who had gone through this. It's just, you know, we're all looking for comfort yeah. and we're all trying to uh, looking for understanding and, and sometimes just asking for help, even though we don't really know who we're asking from, uh, is just a great thing to, you know, just do. To you know, just make us feel better, and to get you know, and to get help ultimately to get yeah. help. Yeah. Actually, yeah. after I had Penelope, I actually had to go back to the hospital. I was in the hospital for about four or five days because I got, I had like um, eclampsia, so I had, I don't know, I got really sick, and so I was basically on this medication that made you feel um, like really weird, like like really weird. So basically, I had to be like in a shamanic journey the whole time. Mm. And so when I did that, I connected to my higher self or soul, you mm -hmm. know, like that everybody would recognize. And she was telling me that because I, I do see Jesus a lot. I see angels a lot. And then I have, I see a lot of animal type of messages. I get a lot of that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that all those things that you see, like Jesus, the angels, she was like, that's me. And I was like, what do you mean that's you? Like, I remember I was like really upset. Like, what are you talking about? You're trying to tell me they're not real. But she was saying that she will, she brings to me or any, I guess like everybody has their own soul, but whatever you recognize. So I guess for me, I guess it was eight angels and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. animals. So she was saying that a lot of my messages will come through to that because it's easier for to connect to me. That, that makes way. sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That's your language. Yeah. That's your reference point. That's your, the, the structure of understanding that you have because yeah. Again, with one of the things that um, the one of the reasons that we have religion um, is, is to create a structure to understand the universe and to be comfortable and feel safe in our universe because there's so much chaos. Um, you know that it can thinking so much on the chaos can be completely overwhelming. Whereas you know if we give this up to a higher being, a higher thing. Um, whichever, you know, whatever you, again, whatever you want to name it, um, you know, that, that again, allows us to release that bit of unknowing uh, mm -hmm. so that that bit of unknowing is not so as scary and intimidating and that we can continue on to exist as we do. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, fa I, it's, fa uh, it's fascinating. It's one of those, it's, I get, <laughs> it's one of those, what you were just saying there, I mean, I, I it, it's one of those aspects of life that, like, I had a martial arts instructor tell me one time, you have to have eyes to see. Mm. And I thought that was really profound because your whole journey along the way of becoming a better whatever it is in your life, you have to go through these stages of not knowing and not knowing and not knowing. And then you get to the point to where you start seeing yourself in other people and you start being able to see these little things that maybe even they don't see, but like you have to go through that process in order to see these things. And, and I think that in religious or spirituality practice or whatever, that's what it is. It's like 
you're paying attention to the little things. And that's what it like, you know, whether it's Buddhism or, or whatever, um, you know, being present, being mindful, seeing the things, seeing the puzzle pieces, putting the puzzle pieces into place is like, so it's one of, it's one of the aspects of being alive and being human that is for, it will forever be like esoteric in, in, um, in, 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 re, in your, in your life. And which is why I'm so, I cannot give up the fact that I just believe in something higher than myself. I can't, the core of my being, I could never be atheist. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the way I was raised or I just see there's so many things that are out of my control that are have, you know, been aligned or have sometimes not been aligned, but at least I can see that. That's just like, um, it's too weird to uh, not be real for something outside of myself to be sometimes or all the time in control. And I think a lot of times when we voice these things in prayer or whatever it is, we give it a name. We, 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 we say that, okay, I realize here's the issue. Here's the problem. I'm unable at this point in time to fix that problem. And I need help figuring it out. Like, Sometimes just doing that helps put order to chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But it's one of the weird things about being alive, you know. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> My eight year old always says, he's like, Mom, don't you ever just like think like this is just so crazy. We are on a ball in the void, like in the outer space. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's all weird. Yeah. 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 And everything's connected and we're all made of stardust. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, without getting too poetic about it, but you know, I mean, that's, it's the, it's the truth. You know, we're all, everything in the, in our universe is connected and uh, you know, beyond that that's about where that's about all we can answer really <laughs> right i think that's a, the limit of our understandings like everything's connected after that you know right. what else is there <laughs> so. so melinda do you um do you do a podcast or anything like that <clears throat> i don't i don't have a podcast no i just have like you know instagram i share my i share some of these stories and i do little things okay like that. how do people get a hold of you um, I'm on Instagram at love underscore Melinda. Okay. And that's M L. Uh, let me start again. M L M E L Y N D A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I, I was, uh, yesterday was my, uh, post holidays travel day. So I'm a little bit still, uh, strung out about that, but uh, usually I'm usually I can read and spell at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming on, and we'd love to have you back. And Absolutely. thank you. You know, I would love to come back. I had such a good time. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. 
our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Melinda, thank you for coming on. Great, great stories. You know, I'm always interested in folks that have, they work in the environment where things like supernatural things are happening and they're Mm -hmm. always exposed to some weird, interesting things that you can't quite explain. And she's certainly one of those people. Absolutely, dude. And all the all the all the angels. And of course, you know, us growing up in the church, you know, we we and being Methodist, you know, angels were kind of like on the periphery. You know, they were like, right. you know, the, the they would only show up in certain cases, you know, or whatever. We not like so much like with. Like the Catholic Church, where there's a big more focus on the angels and the saints and stuff like that. Right. But still, we learned about them. Yeah. We read about you know them and how there's all these different things. And everybody, like I said earlier, you know, everybody thinks of the angels as being you know gold hair and, and you know kind of almost maybe asexual looking you know because right. they're not supposed to have genders you know um, or maybe they're both genders who knows but you know um, they're not you know they're blonde and the white long gown and wings and all of that you know maybe they got a flaming sword right. or something you know right but the, there's that's just one kind of angel. There's so many different kinds of angels yeah. in the uh, in the Bible, Old Testament especially. Yeah, and some of those are really wild, and that's why I was excited whenever she said that her son uh, saw the the one that was like it was a creature that was just covered with eyes and yeah. it had a, and it had a wings because. That's a that's a type of angel that you know I remember hearing about in some really obscure thing. Yeah, who knows where it comes from? Uh, and my, but it stuck there in my memory. Um, but just just really just wild man, like just having that kind of perception and yeah. openness right. to seeing you know these beings, um, and you know. <sighs> Working, you know, working with them, you know, for like help and healing and, you know, aid and just having that, you know, that that faith and that yeah. belief is and just and being able to visualize that. And a lot of people, I think, who um, are, you know, believers one way or the other, you know, they don't have the uh, they don't necessarily see 
the supernatural element yeah. of their what they of their beliefs. Right. Um, so, like you know, I never saw a ghost. I never saw an angel or anything like that. So, you know, she's able to perceive these other things, yeah. and, you know, and and spirits and just really really interesting stories and really cool stories and we just thank melinda for joining oh us definitely that. definitely that's a lot of, that's a good one. one of the things that i'm fascinated with when we're talking to somebody like her is you know that the fact that she brings jesus into it and mm-hmm. that idea is um it's an interesting one because i think it, it's it crosses boundaries you know it's it's a it's a it's uh, Jesus is a symbol of peace. And if you take away all the negative connotations that I have, you know, you see it for what it is. And uh, someone like her who brings that into it, it, it makes much more sense. To, and, it, and it's and it's really a grounding sort of experience for me when I listen to her tell these stories. I'm like, I connect with that because that's how yeah. I was raised. And, exactly. and her saying that it really makes sense to me. So, yeah, great stuff. And, um, you know, we look forward to hearing more stories like that. And if you've got any, please uh, get in touch with us. Absolutely. Or any other, you know, just fascinating, wonderful stories. We love a good UFO story. We love aliens. Um, we, we love, man, do we love a Bigfoot story. Mm. Can't get enough mm-hmm. Bigfoot or other cryptids. Cryptids are really cool things. And I'd like to hear more cryptid story people. Um, you know, there's just, I saw another picture where they, you know, had another picture of a, the Kraken, the, the giant squid. Oh, yeah. Recently, a yeah. full body one. It's like, wow. You know, and just anything like that. Uh, of course, you know, ghost and spooky stuff we love, but we love adventure. We love, you know, crazy coincidences and synchronicities, um, family, family legends and mysteries. You know, we love we love true crime type stories. I survived. I should have died stories. Yeah. We like funny stories from people when people were little kids and they were or weird little kid stories. You know, maybe you did something strange as a little kid and nobody else was did that. Little kids always do have those weird things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'd like to hear more of that story. We're, you know, we're really open to anything. We just love talking to people and we love hearing your stories. Absolutely. So join us next week when we have uh, John Sales Warrior joining us. And it's another wild ride, that's for sure. That's a great one. Yeah, yeah. You had a blast talking to John. So, uh, you can hear that next week here on your favorite podcast, uh, we're assuming. And if it's not true, not tell us, just let us assume away. But we love you guys regardless. That's true. You don't have to assume that. We love you guys. Have a good week. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.